0: We're analyzing Newmont Corporation, ticker symbol NEM. It has one of the highest dividend yields of any member of the S&P 500 to see if its market price is a fair value. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic value for Newmont. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that might be the tipping point when analyzing Newmont for your portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Newmont stock performance. So currently the business is trading for $48.55 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is down pretty significantly, declining 38%, outpacing the decline in the S&P 500. Over the last five years, however, Newmont is compounding their stock price at 4% annually. Over the last 10 years, their stock price is compounding at 2% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Newmont's stock price is pretty much flat. Their stock is only up 6% over the last 18 years. Keep in mind that the company has a 4.5% dividend yield currently, which is significantly above average. And their average dividend yield throughout this time frame would be in addition to these compounded annual returns. So Newmont is down $38 from their 52-week high. The company's up $11 from their 52-week low. Newmont doesn't have a lot of short interest around the business, and they are a very large business. They have a $38.5 billion market cap. To learn more about the business, Newmont Corp is primarily a gold producer with operations and assets in the United States, Canada, Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Peru, Suriname, Argentina, Chile, Australia, and Ghana. It is also engaged in the production of copper, silver, lead, and zinc. The company's operations are organized in five geographic regions, North America, South America, Australia, Africa, and Nevada. As of the end of 2021, it had proven and probable gold reserves of almost 93 million ounces, with land covering nearly 63,000 square kilometers. The company was founded in 1916 and is headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. There are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns will be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, so by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of their business being about twice as good as average. Newmont's returns on capital have declined over this time frame. In their most recent fiscal year, the company earned just less than 6% returns on capital. And averaged out over the past five years, Newmont is earning about 7% returns on capital. So just about in line with those of a typical business. Meaning that this is an X here on metric number one. Next, for metric number two, here we're taking a high-level overview of the growth of their business, so we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these will be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. Newmont has grown their revenues by 64% over this time frame. Their earnings, however, are down. They had negative earnings in their most recent fiscal year, and this is because the company took an $800 million impairment of goodwill, and they had a $555 million million dollar asset write down. So that's something that if you're potentially interested in this business, you would want to dig into that and understand that impairment of goodwill and write down in more detail. And rounding this out with their free cash flows, the company has grown their free cash flows by about 37%. Because their earnings are down, this is an X here on metric number two, but it is great to see that the company had revenue and free cash flow growth. Next for metric number three, we're looking at Newmont from the perspective of an individual shareholder. By looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years, So the company's earnings throughout this time frame are down because of their recent impairments and their asset write down. And the business has also diluted existing shareholders by 49% over this time frame. This came in 2019 when the company acquired Canada's Gold Corp, which they paid $10 billion for. That was primarily a share-based acquisition, which is why there was such heavy dilution here. With their earnings being down and their shares outstanding being up, this is going to be an ax on metric number three for Newmont. Next up, metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth for Newmont. So their free cash flows have grown by 37% over their last five years. However, with the company diluting existing shareholders by 49%, that shareholder dilution is gonna outpace their growth in their free cash flows, meaning that the company's free cash flows per share have actually declined over this period. And this is an X here on metric number four. So far, we're not starting off so hot for Newmont. Through our first four metrics, we're still looking for our first check of the day on the business. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is using debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are likely at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over their last five years. So Newmont took on additional debt in 2019 to fund that acquisition. Since then, they paid a lot of that down. The company did take on some additional debt more recently. Newmont also made a $24 billion takeover bid of Newcrest Mining, which is one of their rivals in Australia. So with that bid being pretty recent, and depending on how that goes, the company could be adding on to this debt position in pretty significant terms. However, for the time being, over their last five years, the company has produced $9.5 billion worth of free cash flow, so that is very easily able to support their current net debt position. With the company's current free cash flows, they'd be able to pay off all of their net debt in a only about two and a half years. So this is a strong check on metric number five, as it looks like the company is strongly able to generate free cash flows, and they have so in all five of these years. And it looks like they're using a modest amount of debt in their business relative to their free cash flows. So this is our first check of the day on metric number five. Metric number six, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this may offer a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury, and it may offer a potential starting point for a reasonable valuation of Newmont. The company currently has a $41 billion total enterprise value, which takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. So it gives us a perspective of the business that's more similar to as if Newmont were a private company. We just learned in our previous metric that the business has produced $9.5 billion of free cash flow in their last five years, meaning that in an average year, Newmont produces about $1.9 billion of average free cash flow. So when we divide their $1.9 billion of their average free cash flow by their $41 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 4.6% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Newmont. So, while that is about a percentage point above the yield of the 10 year treasury currently, that's down slightly from that 5% risk premium we'd be seeking. And so, this is an X here on metric number six. On a current basis of their free cash flows, Newmont has produced $1.1 billion of free cash flow in their most recent fiscal year. So, when we divide that by their $41 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 2.7% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for newmont so that would actually be both below that risk premium and below the yield of the 10-year treasury as well and so both on an average and a current basis here this is an exon metric number six just because this is the case doesn't mean that you're going to toss this business out in its entirety this isn't a buy or sell recommendation of any security and it's not financial advice plus you'll want to stick around for a discounted cash flow analysis as we try to come to a more concrete estimate for newmont's intrinsic value before we get to that we need to cover our bonus So as our bonus, here we're looking at Newmont's dividend profile. Newmont, again, pays out a 4.5% dividend yield. This is one of the highest yields in the S&P 500. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business like we've been doing to see whether the business is able to support their dividends. That's been the case in four of these five years. However, in Newmont's most recent fiscal year, the company did not support their dividend payouts using their cash flows. So this may be a potential concern for the business. They are using a pretty reasonable amount of debt relative to the free cash flows they produced over their last five years. However, we ideally want businesses to support their dividends using their cash flows. And with Newmont's high relative dividend yield, this may be a potential concern here if you're potentially interested in the business in part for its abilities to return cash to shareholders through its dividends. With their major takeover bid for Newcrest Mining, this could potentially be an issue here as well. So, not saying that that will be one way or the other, but that's just something you'd want to keep in mind for this business. Then, as promised, in my opinion, the main reason to analyze Newmont Corp here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for the business. So a discounted cash flow model is based off a business's predictability, which Newmont has had low business predictability in their past. So this could potentially skew our results here. A discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs will be sensitive to its inputs. Here we're starting with an average of their free cash flows over their last three years to give us a more normalized perspective of the business's free cash flows. Then we're using historical growth assumptions to grow these out into the future. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions will be accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for Newmont. If we assume that the business grows their average free cash flows at a rate of 2.5% annually for the next 10 years, and then these free cash flows stay stagnant for the 10 years out after that, if we add in their tangible book value, which gives us an estimate of their tangible net worth, and if we were seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, then at today's valuations, it looks like a potential fair value for Newmont is around $44 per share. That's down about $4 below the company's current stock price. And that's well within the range of where the business has traded at within the past year. You'll wanna be mindful of some factors at play here. Again, Newmont has had low business predictability in its past. So that potentially impacts the accuracy of a discounted cash flow model. And this is just an estimate anyways. Additionally, we would not be doubly counting their dividends, so their 4.5% dividend yield would be included in this 15% discount rate. And then please be mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. In our analysis of Newmont Corporation, ticker symbol NEM, we learned that the business earns average returns on capital. They've grown their revenues and their free cash flows over the last five years, but they took a significant impairment of goodwill and an asset write-down in the past year that impacted their net incomes. They've diluted existing shareholders by 49%, with much of this dilution coming from their $10 billion acquisition of Goldcorp, and the company recently made a $24 billion takeover bid of Newcrest Mining. While it looks like the business is able to support their debt loads currently based off of their free cash flows on both an average and a current basis, when we looked at the business's average and current free cash flow to enterprise value yields. Those look like they were coming in on either side of the yield of the 10-year treasury, and both were not offering us that risk premium we'd ideally be looking for. Looking at Newmont's dividend profile, Newmont has supported their dividends with their free cash flows in for the past five years. However, that was not the case in their most recent fiscal year, so that could be a potential concern, especially with their higher than average dividend yield. Performing a discounted cash flow analysis of the business, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions will be accurate and applicable going forward for Newmont, then at today's valuations, if you are seeking a 15% rate of return, a potential fair value for Newmont is right around $44 per share. Again, just slightly below what the company's current stock price is and well within the range of where the business has traded within the past year and within 2023. So with the factors from our analysis in mind and their potential takeover acquisition, it looks like Newmont would be a moderate candidate in terms of its attractiveness for further research. This is a company that would be worth digging in and learning more about if you're potentially interested in. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Newmont Corporation with me and have a great day.